without the other gender being present. The goal is to get a clear understanding on how each other thinks. Because a lot of the stuff that they were saying is stuff that people think but don't say. I felt like it was some stuff that I learned and it was also some stuff that I was able to share that I have done. Men put women into categories. She's the wife, she's the girlfriend, she's the lover, you know, whatever. And he's doing that by testing you to see how far he can go. You don't have to be looking for your forever husband before you have even found yourself. Before you get to looking for him, look for you. Thank you so much for creating this platform for us to be able to have a voice. So thank you. Thanks for coming back to listen to the continuation of the previous podcast. Let's get right to it. Social media is the reason why people are so stupid. Uh, Well, I should say misinformed. Well, no, 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 they're stupid. Anytime you believe a meme that your friend from fifth grade posts instead of finding out for yourself, then you're stupid. Is social media one of the reasons that this country is so divided now, Net? I think social media just served as a platform to show how divided we are. And I'll give a quick little anecdote. Well, not anecdote, but just a scenario. Mm -hmm. I went to school with a mixed group. You know, it was mostly white, but you know, we had our sprinkle of black people in. You know, we thought we were the class that was changing everything because even it was in the South. Um, up until my senior year, we still had segregated proms. We oh. brought our proms oh, wow. together. Yeah. Our, mm. and I know some people are like, well, that was a long time ago. Nope, I graduated in 98. It wasn't a long time ago if you were about 35, 40. <laughs> But um, at a time when most people were having, you know, they have already come together, we were still having segregated proms. And uh, we had the first black homecoming queen since, like, 1978 or something, and she was the first one, but then it was like, here it was 20 years later before we got another one. And it was our senior class, and we're feeling like we're changing things around here actively. And just to find out these people, these white people that you felt like were your allies and they were your cohorts and they're your friends, they're pretty much friendly with you out and be about, but their voting patterns, you know, when you realize social media is showing you how they think, you realize that, yeah, they may have been outwardly friendly. They may have done um, done these little acts to appease you, but... At the end of the day, they still vote in very racist manners. And social media just gave people that comfort to share what really is on their minds. And we, as black people, got to see that. And you realize that, yeah, we've always been divided. We just didn't realize just how divided we are. So, like I said, I feel like social media just served as a platform to show the division. 
you wonder why things never change, even though you got all these white friends and you got all these. That's because when they go behind that booth and they vote, <laughs> they vote for you to remain marginalized. So, no, I don't think social media contributed to the division. It just made it more easy to be aware of. All right. So, what do you think, Tawana? I mean, she she makes a good point when she says it makes you it makes it easier for you to be aware of it because I had no idea how many of my colleagues from high school and and from the workplace, mm-hmm. you know, were really into what Trump is saying and seem like they're okay with some of the uh, police brutality that goes on. And so, I mean, does social media make us because it makes us aware? of how other people feel, is that contributing to the divide? Um, yes, yes. I definitely agree with what um, you and Nett said. But unlike Nett, um, throughout my school years, I've always, I've had, uh, let me just say this. We had one white guy that went to school with us, um, and that was all the way through my high school year. And um, he was pretty, mm, I would say he was kind of poor, so he was in my high school, but he was the only one. And so uh, my view is a little, you know, a little few other than that because I didn't go to, uh, um, I guess, a mixed school. But as an adult um, and befriending people outside of school, you know, maybe someone that I've worked with or someone that I've met through the pageant system, um, things like that. Yeah, you you definitely start seeing that, wow, you really think this way. This is how you really feel. Because I guess behind the cell phone or behind the computer, um, people get real relaxed. You know, they they, they come out their shell, they they say what they want to say. You know, um, they can be themselves. You know, I'm not face-to-face with you or um, I'm not at work with you. So I can just, you know, this is this is a free country. I can just type what I want to say. So yeah, it definitely shows people's true colors, their true intentions on social media. And, and don't dare go to like a, a news site and just kind of read oh, some man. of the comments. You see your, oh man, oh yeah, they they definitely show their true colors. And somebody like, dog, I used to work with him back in '93. Uh, we used to go to lunch all the time. And this is how you feel, (laughs) you know? So, yeah, it just made people more comfortable, you know, putting it out there. All right. And, Mary, when you see something political on Facebook that you disagree with, do you respond to it or do you keep scrolling? Well, honestly, Q, I'm more of a Twitter girl. I don't um, uh, do the Facebook thing unless I have to. Uh, But I can say when I'm on Twitter and I'm scrolling, if I see something political and – it, if it triggers something in me, I will definitely respond. Um, I have no problem voicing how I feel. That's what I feel my Twitter is for. Um, and like Tawana said, I might be one of those people who may get too relaxed with my political views on Twitter because I really do voice how I feel about it. Um, you know, just an example, things going on with Breonna Taylor and, you know, the information that has been coming out with the court documents and things like that. I have definitely been going back into back and forth with people in regards to things like that and being on certain sides of the political party because they will throw in there how, you know, the guy over the case and how he, you know, related to Rudy Giuliani or somebody in the office and things like that. And it does involve a lot of politics. So 
I will definitely engage in that. I have no problem voicing how I feel. <laughs> All right, Nick, what about you? Do you respond or do you keep scrolling? Mm, I guess a little bit like Mary said, I will keep scrolling unless I feel like, you know, I guess like she said, it triggers something in you. I'm generally not the one that's going to be arguing with people in the comments, though. <laughs> so a lot of the times I just kind of drop my opinion and, and I move on. Um, simply because I feel like, in general, most people are being willfully ignorant about a lot of these topics. You don't want to know the truth. You don't want to consider the truth. Um, you know, like, and to use her example, the Breonna Taylor situation, you know, now they're showing pictures of her with her boyfriend, you know, she's holding his gun, and they're just like, she was a criminal. Like, oh, so y'all only agree with Second Amendment rights as long as it's white people, huh? It's a problem with her holding the gun. She deserved to get shot in her bed as she slept because she's Mm -hmm. pictured holding a gun. You know, like they just jump to the most extreme because they are so willing to believe the worst of anybody that does not look like them because, again, and it's weird because I was talking to my husband about this, actually, and I just told him, from my perspective, I feel like when people are willfully ignorant, it's because there's something that with within them that they don't want to acknowledge is, for lack of a better word, evil. You know, a lot of people like to paint themselves as, I'm a good person. Yeah, you're good except this, 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 that, and the other. I'm not a racist, but. You're not a racist, but that butt is what kind of makes you racist, player. You know? <laughs> so I think that that's the thing that a lot of people just don't want to acknowledge. Like, damn, I believe this way. I believe that there's a there's a different set of rules for people like me versus people who don't look like me, and that is what makes me not as good as I like to believe. People can't face that. So I just drop my little info, and I roll on. You know, my my notifications will start going stupid <laughs> if I do that, though. And I'm one of them people I hate getting a bunch of notifications, which is usually why I don't respond. But, yeah, my notifications will start going stupid, and i just be like, okay, no more. Because I'm not going to go back and forth with people in the comments, you know, because you're going to believe what you want to believe anyway. Absolutely. And it kind of goes back to what you all were talking about earlier with how women are painted as being, you know, angry and all that stuff. It's quite easy for the media to make Breonna Taylor look a certain way because of the prejudices that a lot of people have in their minds about black women, you know, so it's Mm -hmm. it's, it's sad. It's very sad. I had to kind of back off from responding to things, too, because, you know, to argue with a fool is to be one yourself. And I had to learn that there are certain people you can't Mm -hmm. argue with. So I just had to kind of keep scrolling on a lot of things. Yeah, that's definitely what I do. Just scroll on. Well, my name is Mary. I am the owner of Hello Organization. It is a multifaceted business, but I do a variety of things from home organization, business organization, to more administrative things consisting of doing documents. I do websites, blogs, pretty much anything that you don't want to do on the business home front. I can do for you and I enjoy doing. Um, I've done quite a few websites lately and I'm doing a special on those right now. You can find out more information on my Instagram page, which is hello underscore organization, or on my website, which is www.helloorganization.org. Let's get back to the podcast, Q. 
Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll get ready to wrap this up, and I'll ask one final question of each of you, and I'll start with Tawana. Tawana, what changes would you like to see on behalf of women regarding politics? Like, what one thing can they tweak that will make things better for women? Well, I, I would like to see more women um, go into politics first off. Um, it's, it's almost like it's taboo because, you know, they, they speak about it so much. Oh, we got our, our first black this or we got our first female this. You know, it's such a big thing as if, you know, we're not used to seeing women in these type of positions. So it would be nice, first off, to have more women to take an interest in politics and to actually go for it. Um, so that, that we should start there, first off. And I'm not just talking about black women, just women, period, to go into these, you know, to seek these positions. And okay. once we start there, I think, you know, that, that'll make a, a, a big difference. And I agree. And I think we're seeing a lot of women get higher rankings in, in, um, in, political, in the political um, spectrum, I guess, because it you know like one person that I, I keep an eye on is um the was the mayor of Atlanta Keisha Lance Bottoms mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. it's, it's always cool to see her do her thing and but it's also kind of scary when you look at the Michigan uh, governor was it uh what's her name Gretchen something they tried to kidnap her like earlier this mm-hmm. week or something some yeah, of these like, I so weird. And I'm, but that's just how some guys are when it comes to women in power, and it's it's scary. And I, I do think it's going to take some women getting in there and kind of opening the eyes to men of what's going on, you know, as far as how they're being viewed, how they're being treated. And But, Nett, what kind of changes do you want to see um, on behalf of women regarding politics? I would love to see um, women who do get into politics, like, I guess you could say the, the, the front runners, you know, people who are going to be the face of certain campaigns, because let's be honest, there are a lot of women in politics. We just don't get to see them actually holding, like, major offices. You know, a lot of behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. work done for some of these men are, you know, and there are a lot of women in the mix. Mm-hmm. I would like to see women stop, you know, almost going back to that whole uh, concept of what you were saying about the whole emotional thing. Stop getting into these positions trying to think like a man. This game is not rigged for a lot of people to win, including women. And when you start to compound other things like women of color, um, women who maybe their sexual orientation is anything other than hetero, we have to stop going into these positions thinking like white men. And then I think we'll start to see some real changes that will not only benefit women, but will benefit the whole of society. Uh, Same thing with people of color, like um, the attorney general over, um, you know, his handling of the Breonna Taylor case. To me, that was, that's a waste of a black man, if you ask me. And I feel like there are women who also do that. They subscribe to this male domination, we have to change the way that the game is actually being played when we get into these positions. 
and stop trying to keep playing it by the rules that they've laid out. You know, I would love to see more women's faces as well, but if you're going to basically be doing, you know, like enacting policies, because, you know, of course, one big major thing a lot of people had about Kamala was, you know, her work that she did as the, um, was it the district attorney? uh, Attorney general. Oh, she was the attorney general. I thought it was the DA. I thought she was a DA at the time when they were saying she was locking up a lot of black men and, you know, this, that, and the other. And, of course, I had to kind of dig around for myself to try to get a better understanding of how bad it was. But a lot of people are feeling like, you know, she unjustly locked up a lot of black men, even some that may have been innocent. And she may have had the proof that they were innocent. But, you know, their their guilt anyway, we have to stop doing that because that's some white male stuff. Well, the, the, the community wants a perpetrator. I have to give them a perpetrator. Don't give them an innocent perpetrator. Do your damn job. <laughs> Find a person who's actually guilty, but don't, put some, don't, don't send somebody to prison for something you know. You have the evidence that they didn't do. That is something white men do to black men. And black women, you know. So that's the changes I would like to see. Don't don't go in here being a white man in a woman's body. Make policies yeah. and changes that actually will benefit people who look like you. Okay. All right. And uh, she was actually a district attorney of San Francisco and the attorney general, so she's done it all. And uh, she did yeah. get a a very bad rap on some of the things that went down in California. But, I mean, it's not like she was a judge sentencing these people. So I, I just wonder how much um, how much criticism she may be getting unfairly. Uh, but I don't know. That exactly. takes a lot of research for her. True. But, Mary, I'll yeah. let you shut it down. What do you think can change to help women in politics? Well, like we've already said, I, well, I think you mentioned that we are making some strides in that area for sure because I am seeing more women in office. In particular, the one that just stands out to me that just does her own thing. I think she's a governor or something in Chicago, but she's a short-haired little lady with gray hair. It was the other day she had on a Halloween costume at the podium, <laughs> and she yeah. was fighting coronavirus. And Is that, you talking about Lori Lightfoot? The mayor of Chicago? Yes. Yes. The mayor, yeah. That lady there, if she can work her way up, I think we own to something because she don't give a damn. And she made that obvious the other day. And I'm for it. I will move to Chicago, help fund a campaign, however she needs assistance. That lady there is on to something. And if we have more politicians like her, you know, not to necessarily follow in all her footsteps, to be out there, embrace who you are, because I think she's openly, you know, lesbian as well. You yes. know, embrace who you are and be yourself, and, you know, and go out here and, you know, like I said, it's all about our local community. You know, we have to support those locally first. So go out exactly. there, support the people who are hitting the pavement and out here trying to do something, women especially, because we are, we have some women out here in our community who are trying to be the voice for our people and help. And like I said, I see Angela Rye, even though she's not trying to go into political office, I love how 
youth out here and being vocal about the things that we can do to help our people. So even the local politicians, you know, and things like that, I think we are making some stride, but we just have to get out here and support them and share their information, share their platforms to reach more people. And ultimately, like we said, we have to use social media. It can be a devil, you know, in, in aspects, some aspects, but it can also help us get our message out and get out to more people and let them know we are out here, we are trying to have a voice and help us have a voice. It's going to take all of us. So I think that's how we can help. Hey. All right. Okay. All right. And the governor's name I was trying to think of in Michigan was Gretchen Whitmer. She's the lady that they were plotting to kidnap. So, ladies, I want to thank you for for taking the time. Let me give you a round of applause here. Thank you. And I thank you, ladies, for opening up your hearts and sharing your feelings on women and how you all are viewed in politics. I think that these shows are needed as they allow you to hear things from the perspective of one gender without the other interrupting. That's why I created this platform to give women an opportunity to speak their minds without being interrupted by men. Everything that was said here today needs to be respected and evaluated. This What Women Think series will be back on the Talk to Q radio show in the future with more guests and more topics. I want to give my listeners a leg up on life because when you know better, you do better. So please pay attention to what's being said and recognize it when you see it in reality. Doing so may help prevent future struggles. So on behalf of my guests, Mary, Ned, and Tawana, I want to wish all of you a good day. And you've been listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions.